0: Greetings everyone, this is Devon Carson with the Second Chance Leadership Podcast. I would like to thank you for tuning in today. I would like for everyone to sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And remember, Leadership Nation, we take risks, we embrace failure, getting it wrong is okay. As long as you get your hands dirty, you learn and reflect. Lessons for the podcast. Pastor Ralph, I want to thank you very much for giving me a call and taking part of the Second Chance Leadership Podcast. I am very excited to hear your story again. uh, It's one I'm very, very excited about and, and know that you're going to have a lot of words of wisdom to share with Leadership Nation. As we get started, do you mind just kind of giving a brief introduction about yourself?
1: Uh, Sure. Uh,
0: As you said, I'm Pastor Ralph Emerson.
1: I'm the executive pastor for CityGate Church in Burlington, North Carolina. Uh, I have been full-time ministry uh, since I was 22. I've been ministering since I was 18, so this is going on about 17 years for me now. Uh, I got to North Carolina by way of Texas. So I was actually a youth, young adult executive, four-season pastor uh, for my father, for a church in Fort Worth, Texas. And I'll talk a little bit about this later, but uh, it's just some things happened. And I uh, found myself looking for different kind of opportunity. Maybe a, some people don't always say it's maybe a different kind of challenge um, based on a direction that I kind of saw my my life headed, my role headed in, and was able to connect with a church who recommended me for an opportunity where I am now. So I've been here almost five years. a little over
0: four and a wow. half years now. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. It doesn't seem like you've been here that long uh, for five know. years. But uh, I tell you what, it has been a, a, a great um a blast of, of energy into into our church. So I appreciate uh your leadership. I appreciate uh your charisma that you bring uh to to our, our our church and uh and just want to say thank you. Um with that being said, what is your favorite leadership quote? Um
1: that's a tough one. I kinda have two um okay. or two that I'm living by right now. Uh, One is from Simon Sinek. He says, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you're doing it. And the other one is really my own. I've just been kind of living by don't die dreaming, die doing. Yeah. So those are two big ones for me. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you're doing it. And don't die dreaming, die doing.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, I am a huge Simon fan. And you always have to start with the why, you know that that right. that's the way to to get it going. And then the next one is a call to action. Uh, we we always got to keep things in motion, and we we got to keep it moving in order to bring about the change that we desire, the change that we want, and, right. and how to how to in, increase things. I, I love that. So you said the second one is kind of your um, your own version, uh, your call to action. So tell me, how do you go about uh, specifically applying that to your life? Um, for, my,
1: for me, it's all about vision and execution. Um, I, when you think about leadership, you know, a leader is only a leader if you've got followers. If not, you're just a person walking somewhere. And so I have to model what I mandate. That's a big thing for me. So if, if I'm not going to die dreaming, I can't just talk about it. You know, that old cliche, don't talk about it, be about it. But right. dreams are worthless without action. So, you know, like you said, people don't follow your your what, they follow your why. And so I just become very intentional about am I practicing, you know, for lack of a better term, what I preach? Am I actually doing something? Can I sit down, take my goals, write them down, execute them? Do I inspect what I expect? Because, you know, a great idea is worth nothing if it's not put on paper, if it's not put, if there's no feet put to it, um, there's no resources put to it. And so that's my that's my thing. That's my really my big thing, especially for twenty eighteen. Don't type dreaming. It's it's not enough to just sit here and say, Wow, that would be good to do. No, what does it take to do it? Let's have a conversation about it. Let's put it on paper. Um, let's let's present it before a team of people who can help you fulfill it and uh see where it goes. So that, that's that's a big thing that I've been practicing here recently. Just, you know, not really just having ideas, but actually really executing them.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love how you uh go about leading by example. Uh not only does that uh, increase your leadership capacity, but it also increases that trust factor as well. If people see that you're willing right. to, to roll up your sleeves and get busy and do the work, uh then they're more apt to jump in and roll up their sleeves and get busy right along with you. I think that is I think that's awesome. So we're gonna kinda of switch uh subjects here. We're gonna kinda of change it to talk about you maybe a failure or a challenge or an obstacle, something that you had to overcome. And in your mind, what is the biggest challenge you have had to overcome?
1: Wow, yeah, I think uh I know a
0: huge challenge for
1: me was stepping out of the shadow of my parents. hmm Now I'm gonna I'm gonna take this a certain direction here. My parents are very influential leaders, very big time community leaders. Um, in the city of Fort Worth, really in the metroplex, that was Fort Worth area where I, I moved here from. The problem with that is when when your parents are very influential, you end up hiding behind it. It doesn't matter kind of how you're gifted or wired or what you see. You tend to kind of fall into the shadow. Right. And so I did. I did begin to fail because. In a sense, you kind of rebel, so you kind of say, well, no, I know what I'm doing, or I know better, or I can do this. And I think one of the toughest things for me was almost kind of trying to supersede uh, what they had established or, in a sense, kind of establish my own way and failing at it. I had, a, And I had a website. I had a blog. I was going to tour the country. I was going to speak. I was going to empower the leaders, and none of that happened. I mean, I literally kind of hit rock bottom and I had to have a come to Jesus moment to say, okay, what am I really designed to do? And am I willing to take the risk of leaving out of that shadow and not depending on their perception or what people think of them and actually utilizing what is in me to succeed and fulfill the purpose that I have? I like to say it like this. When I was a kid, You know, you always have more respect in the neighborhood if you didn't play uh, touch football, but if you play sideline, kill, like you was willing to take a hit, no pads (laughs) on the concrete, you know. Uh, One of those things. They always say no risk, no reward. I think for me, that was moving out here, hacking up my family, moving 1,168 miles, broke, honestly, had failed, failed website, failed leadership opportunity, knowing there's a safety net here, you know people always have more respect for the tight, tight rope walkers who, who walk with no safety net, have no Mm -hmm. safety net and say, Hey, I'm going to come out here and know what God put on the inside of me is to be expressed and used in the manner that it is now was a huge, it was a huge challenge, a huge challenge for my family. Just the, the transition of that, the, the ability to have confidence in myself, um, to be able to lead in the capacity that I do to bring to the table what I'm bringing to the table to move my family, that was huge for me. I mean, I don't think I would have been able to grow or become who I am now had I not not failed, had I not been willing to say, okay, well, this isn't working. Me trying to, you know, double down on what they did and not really step out into what I'm supposed to be doing uh, was a big deal for me.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome and, and something that uh we've talked about here on the podcast before is embracing that failure. Uh one that gives you intrinsic motivation, but it also gives you an experience to hang your teeth on, something you need to kinda of build your foundation upon. So uh, I, I think that probably speaks to your success that you're having now is because you did have that failure and you're able to, to take that and you're able to kind of run with it. Uh, I, I definitely commend you for that. And, and you, you know, a lot of folks um, will tend to look at a failure as a negative. Well, right. you could look at it as a negative, but it's only a negative if you allow it. The individual has to give it the meaning. And and if you're willing to take that uh and run with it, uh I, I think you'll be blessed beyond all measure. So congrats. Kudos. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, any particular other lessons that you would pinpoint from that whole experience? I I don't wanna um I, I hear you when you say your father was very influential um within the community and but yet you a, please correct me if I'm wrong but yet you said you want to kind of move away from that to kind of get your own footing uh to figure out um who you are as a, right. an individual and your leadership style um anything that you else you want to pinpoint you did a good job explaining it but I just want to make sure we don't kind of gloss over that cuz I think that's a huge step um I know in sure my own, sure uh, life that, you know, I'm trying to, well, I did try to move away from my pops and it was this whole kind of, well, I'm going to show you, I'm going to be successful. And then so I took <laughs> off and I went to the Navy and then I took off yeah. and went to school and got degrees and got degrees. And, you know, it, you still come back to that foundation because it's something yeah. for wisdom within that a whole experience. Uh, but yet, It's almost like a rite of passage, you know, as a man, and you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to lead others and lead your family. You have to uh, make sure you can say, okay, I I am standing on my own two feet. Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. Uh,
1: And and I'm very grateful for that. I think our relationship even now is better since I have moved than it was when we were in tandem, I guess, doing ministry, uh, somewhat leading together.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: because I think he's even valuing now who I am more than me being a mini him. I think some of the things that stood out to me from this from this experience is leadership doesn't come without pressure and discomfort. It's kind of like what you said with failure. You know, we wow. we confuse failure to be this negative thing, but we say the same thing about pressure and discomfort. If it's uncomfortable, I'm headed the wrong direction. Well, no, not really. I mean, Great things don't happen without discomfort. Steve Jobs was called crazy, too, for for creating the iPhone. I mean, things are going to be discomfort. And I think what I've learned is sometimes or really often pressure and discomfort are a sign that you're leading well, that you're pushing the envelope, that you're willing to generate something new. And so what what really stuck me from that, and I think this man, I had a friend of mine tell me this once, leaders don't follow paths, they also blaze trails. Right, And so I think for me, that this was a huge opportunity for me with that of just something that I'm valuing now is growing as a leader meant I had to do something more than just try to fit my feet into his footprint, but actually really be able to walk a path and trust people to follow me in a direction that I was being led in. And that I could still get people to the same destination. I mean, I don't hide that. Me and my father are both pastors. I'm still trying to get people to Jesus. It's just our methodologies are different. Mm-hmm. Our our styles are different. Um, our processes may be different. The goal is still the same. Absolutely. And so I had I had to be willing to say I can blaze a trail, though, with methodology and style. Same Bible, same message, same gospel. But... That there is enough foundation in me and enough gifting in me to blaze my own trail and lead people, and so it's uncomfortable. It's 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 a lot of pressure, and I think the pressure is, you know, sometimes it's self inflicted. You don't want to fail. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know Especially right. if you're results oriented, you are looking for the results <laughs> to <that> happen
0: right <laughs> immediately. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. That whole microwave society. I want these results. Exactly. I want them now. Now, I right. can't wait next week. So, yeah, I get that. Well, I love that truth bomb you just dropped. You know, leaders don't always follow a certain set of footprints. Sometimes they have to go out and blaze their own trail. Uh, so I, I I love that. I think that is great. Uh, talk to me, what was one of your light bulb moments? Uh, what were the events that led up to this moment? Uh,
1: I had a couple. I, ne- <laughs> uh, I never forget. I was uh... – trying to kind of, I guess, start a, a ministry, a program for 18- and 30-year-olds. We were going to have this service It's going to be creative and, you know, all of this stuff. And I had marketed it and thought I had put my team together. And the first one, you know, kind of was a hit, but it's kind of, you know, with anything, you know, you just kind of have people come support you and do look at some things. And, man, I looked up, and it wasn't. Uh, a month later, nobody was there. Like, <laughs> nobody. And I said, man, where are all these? We have put in this work. I've I prepared. We've marketed this. And for me, that was almost light bulb number one. Well, not almost, really light bulb number one of, hey, uh, this is not, this isn't you. This you, you're. This is not the path that I've, I've given you. This is This is not the direction we're supposed to go. You're you're mimicking somebody else now, which is dangerous. You're you're wow. you're you're hiding here. I need you to do what I called you to do. So the second one for me, and I will never forget the date, it's the biggest one, it's July fourth, twenty ten. It's an easy date to remember because it's July fourth, but it's also uh the day, not the year, but the day that I proposed to my wife, so I can never forget the fourth yeah. of July. Okay. Uh but uh <laughs> but uh, I actually had a dream about where I am now. It, I mean it was like a radical kind of just big dream and then when I woke up my wife literally looked at me and was like, "Hey, um, you know, I think I think we need to be doing something different." And I'm looking at her like, "How would you? No, <laughs> how would you know that? You you in my head?" I I mean, I think I think the failure in that moment of just nobody showing up, of us having to shut down what we were doing, To that dream, and then when I got here, I will never forget. And I I know you know her. Cindy Beck looked at me one day.
0: Mm -hmm. We were in
1: the office a couple years ago, and she said, "You know what?" She just literally she knocked on my door. She walked in my office, and I said, "Yeah." She said, "I just want you to know, I would follow you." Yeah. And I said, "Wow." But for me, those light bulb moments, those moments were like, "Hey, I get it now." Okay, I I know it may seem like it failed. We had to shut shut that event down. The dream didn't make sense, but now it makes sense. Now I took a step; it was uncomfortable. Like light bulb here. Here we go. This, this is what we're doing. This, this is the sweet spot here. This is the, the opportunity to really make a difference.
0: Yeah, I I all I can say is by God. You know, it's how right. awesome is that? Where you got this plan? You you got this thing mapped out and. Your 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 wifey, your wifey to be, turns <laughs> to you and says, "We good? Let's do it." We good. You know, and, and you're like, "But I ain't even laid it out for you yet. <laughs> like, I I got my I got my I got my five point lesson plan. I got my five yeah. point sermon with some great illustrations in there. Let me let me go ahead and roll this thing out to you before you agree to it and. Isn't it great when things are just taken out of our hands? We think that we have exactly. to do it all, but our Father, you know, our Father, right, does it for us, and 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 that is just tremendous. You know, I'm I'm getting little goosebumps right now just thinking about that. You know, because a lot of times I get caught up in thinking, all right, I'm the leader, I'm the leader, I'm the leader. I got to do, I got to do, I got to do. You know what, Devon? Sit back and relax. You know, I got yeah. you. I got you. You know, have you consulted me first? You know, and and I get myself in trouble sometimes like that, trying to move too fast, thinking that I'm the smartest person in the world. But but yet we gotta seek counsel. We gotta gotta seek his face, and we we gotta allow ourselves um, his time. His time to do his work. So I, I think that is awesome, 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 awesome. The other thing I want to mention that we have in common, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention it, is we both. Proposed to our wives on July Fourth. Uh, really? So, uh, yeah, yeah. I proposed July Fourth at Yankee Stadium, um, a long, long time ago. So, uh, so wow, so, yeah, so that's pretty, pretty cool that we both chose that See?
1: day. were great minds! I was pretty <laughs> slow with the fireworks. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, how did you know you arrived at your moment? Um, I'm not sure if I have fully
1: arrived. Um, I think, I think I knew I was, at least I would say arrived or headed in the right direction. Right. Um, having people like a Cindy, even like some of my staff now, of giving me those, those, those comments of just, hey, hey, we're following you. We get this. I think seeing a difference. Um. I watched our church. When I got to our church, I mean, we grew by, I think it was 114 people my first year here. Um, For me, that was like, hey, this was it. You knew you could do this. This is what needed to take place here. It's what's happened. I think moments like that were. I think a big thing for me now is seeing other leaders develop under me. It's an arrival moment where it's not just the Ralph Emerson show, but now I can look at other people and depend on other people and say, they can teach, and they can lead this, and they run this ministry now, and my hands are somewhat off of this here. I think that's where you start saying, hey, I'm I'm arriving. I'm headed in the right direction. I don't think I'll ever fully arrive, but I think God will continue to give me subtle reminders that I'm, I'm walking the right direction with him,
0: and that, that's where I get really appreciative. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I, I totally believe that, too. I don't think we ever arrived. You know, uh, leadership is not a destination. It's just a, right. it's just a process to, to tweak and to get better, you know, because it, it's constantly evolving around us. Anytime you work with people, the game is always changing. So you have to change your outlook. You have to change your skill set in order to adapt to the situation. So I love hearing that as well. Uh, what is one thing that you're really excited about uh your leadership currently, what's one thing that excites you uh
1: it, it's uh, one thing I'm really excited about I'm calling I'm in it really is a season of raising up and going out um so I'm really excited about I developed a process currently for our church to help people just discover how they're wired, push them through a leadership pipeline, and I've recently been able to kind of connect that in tandem with some community relationship partners uh, with other leaders to affect community change that's something huge, I'm kind of giddy about, of just kind of seeing other people get the aha moment that I've had for a while of getting, Mm -hmm. okay, this is my personality. These are my spiritual gifts. This is my passion. Okay, this is how all of this links up. And now being able to train and raise up people to really pursue their own leadership potential, the vision God has given them, their passions, their purpose. And now that it's kind of freed me up in this season to connect in the community, I'm in a coalition partnership with the police department right now with some other clergy and community leaders uh, to affect just some life change in the city for uh, males 18 to 30. And so it's just, it's almost full circle, an age group that I wanted to reach five, six years ago in the wrong way. Um, that fail is now being redeemed in a whole new area, which is really exciting. So just that big piece for me is leading leaders now. You know, it's it's one thing to lead, follow the word, which is great, and you should always have but being able to raise up and create leaders and lead leaders um, is really huge just for our church and even for me spearheading
0: that right now. Right, right. I think that's always uh, the way to go. I think about iron sharpens iron. You know, we always got to try to right. develop the next generation or the next set uh, because, you know, uh, you, you never know. Uh, just like, you know, I kind of pushed back on you a little bit. You said that the whole 18 to 30 group that you led five years ago, well, I wouldn't say that it was a mistake or it was wrong. It's just now it's re- coming back and it's reinventing itself. You can take those experiences right. that you learned and retool them. And so, so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome underneath your guidance. And and you're you have the type of personality that is so infectious and so charismatic that that people are just naturally drawn to you and and will follow you uh, whether they are leaders or followers. You know, there's not a dynamic or a cohort that I don't think your personality couldn't touch. So you are definitely uh, gifted in that area and keep. Doing what you're doing, I think. Same. Um, I think the 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 end result is 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 uh, is endless for you. I mean, you can you, you you're going to do great things, and I'm grateful that I have a front row seat and I have an opportunity to sit there and watch you work. Appreciate that. Yeah. So with that being said, let's hit the speed round. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So, what was holding you back from becoming a world class leader? Me. It's, it. it's so
1: e- it's so easy to say resources or connections, but it's always me. I'm the one hesitating. I'm the one uh, not maximizing what's available to me. I'll say this quickly. I'm a control freak. So if God doesn't <laughs> give me the details, I don't want to move. And God is like, but that ain't my job. I don't have to give you anything. If I tell you to do it, you do it. So it's always me. It is always me holding me back. Ah. Uh...
0: Love it. So this is the fire round, so I'm breaking my own words here. But it is. It's always us. It's, it's fear, self-confidence, laziness. Like And I'm talking about myself here. Like, these are the things that just kind of hold us, me, back as far as moving to that next level. So I, I am glad to, to hear you say that as well. Um, all right. On to the speed round. Uh, what is the best <laughs> leadership advice you have ever received? Um you have
1: to always think big but be willing to start small.
0: Awesome. Do you have an internet resource like Dropbox that you are in love with and you would love to share with Leadership Nation? Uh yeah,
1: honestly, Penzu Journal online. It's an online journal, com. p e n z u. Um okay. it's a it can be encrypted, to safe, secure online journal. And the reason why I say that, it's kind of reflecting what I said earlier. If you don't write it down, it's not a goal. It's not vision. Right. It's just an idea until you write it down. So it's just a really good it, you know, measures it in real time, gives you some options with that love, depends on
0: online journal. I will check that out today. Uh, what is what leadership book would you recommend to Second Chance?
1: Um, right now I would say Anything by Patrick Lencioni, Five Dysfunctions of a Team, The Four Obsessions of an Extraordinary Executive. Those two are like two of my favorites. Um, But love Patrick Lencioni, his ability to be very practical, give you a fable, and then give you nuts and bolts
0: application. Great leadership author. Yeah, great recommendation. Love it as well. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, which was identical to Earth. But you knew no one. You still had all of your experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of. But all you have is your laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Wow, William, that was a heavy question.
1: Um, I'm going to be honest. I believe so much in what I'm doing now and believe the need will exist in the new world as much as the old I'm going to use those resources to reach people. So I'm going to use that laptop. I'm going to. I'm going to. There's going to at least be something comparable to what I knew from Adobe to Photoshop. Something. I think I'm going to take my money. I'm going to. I'm going to incorporate something. I'm going to give me a five hundred one c three. At least I'm going to start it. And I'm and and I'm going to. And if I got anything left, or I'm going to double that money down spiritually and invest in the community and reach people. I I hate to say this, if i got to be a street preacher, uh, I'm going to make relationships. I'm going to find the nearest coffee shop and try to connect with some people and use that technology. Uh, One of the greatest things I saw recently is somebody launched a church online, fully online. I can do that with a lifetime, $500. Wow. So I think I believe so much in what I'm doing now that if God allowed another world to exist, they're going to need the gospel. And so I'm going to creatively get it to people
0: um as well as i can awesome awesome well pastor ralph i thank you so much for your time your energy thank you. your nuggets of wisdom this has been tremendous and uh you continue to do what you're doing and be blessed and be strong and keep leading i appreciate that man you as well all right thank you sir all right Greetings, Leadership Nation. This is your boy, Devon Carson. I want to say thank you very much for tuning in to this latest episode. We hope that you all enjoyed it. I do have a small ask in favor of you. Please make sure you subscribe to Second Chance Leadership Podcast. We want to make sure that every Thursday you get the latest and the greatest episode. Also, we'll ask that you would leave a comment and also leave a rating of five stars once again your comment is invaluable to us we want to make sure that we continue to improve the show and make sure that we are meeting all of your leadership needs until next time leadership nation be easy